Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Matt Derry is on the hotline. Matt, what's going on? G. Bush, good morning, buddy. Good morning. Um, listen, I, I think Josh Bell got to be feeling pretty good about himself today. He probably had a, you know, say celebrated with a cold one or something. He finally gets, <laughs> he finally gets on the uh, on the board as far as a home run two for four last uh, yesterday, and they went a comeback victory style versus the Washington Nationals. Um, you know, is this something that now you think can propel Josh Bell and he he can go on a little bit of a run here uh, in, in terms of the bat? Yeah, you got to hope so, right? I mean, a familiar ballpark being back in a National League park last night. He's been struggling big time. And to just get an opportunity to kind of just see the baseball better. I mean, he had lifted a ball into the outfield. Everything was a rollover grounder for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, his, uh, you know, launch angle was one of the worst in the league. And to, to hit that home run last night and then and obviously the shot off the wall, uh, you know, in the ninth was, was big. And Man, you just hope so because they gave him that big contract. He's a really good player. He's a really good guy. Wants to do well. I think he was pressing early, but just me back in D.C., where obviously he played for two years. I think that was a help just to, to be in a be in a familiar place and kind of relax a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, listen, I, I think you know, and Tito talked about it. I think he uh, he felt like Josh was was pressing a little bit at the plate. Um, especially being a guy coming into a new clubhouse, new team, and you get the contract. And sometimes players really, you know, they go in slumps and, and they don't pr- start off very hot or, or very well. And then you can start to press a little bit at the plate. Um, you can start swinging at things, and especially when you're rolling over soft ground grounders to the right side of the field. That shows you not really being patient and driving the ball and seeing it very well. So, yeah, I, I think I think hopefully – this is something that could propel him to, to get to a point where they could count on him from consistent power because right now the Guardians, Matt, um, don't have uh, the power numbers that, you know, I, I think you need to be successful. I think they had to, with that home run yesterday, I think they have like seven total home runs on the season. Yeah, they're one of the bottom three or four teams in the league in hitting home runs, which, look, last year it didn't really hurt them that much because they put the ball in place so much in the way they played. But they got in that playoff series with the Yankees, and you just saw, you know, Stanton hits that three-run bomb in game five, and that was it. It was lights out because the, the Guardians could not hit the ball in the ballpark, and the game has changed a little bit. Yes, they play an old-school brand, and they put the ball in play, and they run. And I think it's to their advantage, these new rules with the bigger bases and, 
and with limits on the amount of times the pitchers can throw over to first base. But that's good. But you're right. I mean, right now in the middle of that lineup, Naylor is struggling. Jose has not hit a home run yet, I don't believe. And then, you know, so they need Josh Bell's bat, that big bat in the lineup where, you know, as Rick Manning says on the, on the TV broadcast, sometimes you need that three-pointer to just, you know, deflate the opposition a little bit and, and get you some easy runs. And hopefully this will be a big weekend for Josh Bell, and then uh, it'll continue. I wanted to ask you this question because um, I, I think we haven't talked about it enough in the media. I think um, this is something that's really looming. The whole uh, bankruptcy thing with Bally's, um, who still, by the way, is still distributing um, the Guardians games and content. Um, but I, I think they owe them up to 50-some-odd million dollars, 52, 55, somewhere in that area. Um, but the crazy part that I'm looking at is, you know, the Guardians are a small market team, um, and their payroll was already one of the lowest payrolls. Now, when you're dealing with that type of money, um, by trade, the Dolans are lawyers, and you wouldn't expect someone who is just a lawyer to, to make that type of money in order to to firm or you know uh, you know to fully furnish an, an outfit in a baseball organization. And some of these other owners, they have money in their real estate and money in different venues that can, they can have residual and, and larger pockets. But when you see, look at the Dolans and you say fifty some odd million dollars are no longer in the rotation for you to run your organization, that has to be a red flag. That has to be hurting somewhere. Uh, what are you, What's going on with that? And how? when do you think you can see some residual effects on the field as the way the team is run based on that amount of money that's still owed to them? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a Major League Baseball problem because it's not just the Guardians. This is not like they have one single entity that they deal with when it comes to a, a TV, there's other teams that use Bally's. There's Bally Sports, you know, Detroit with the Tigers, Bally Sports with, with uh, uh, in other markets, um, you know, St. Louis, whatever, and, and, and obviously Cincinnati and, and everything else. So the fact that certain payments haven't been made to certain clubs, the Diamondbacks, the Guardians, is a huge issue. I, I don't know why certain teams haven't been paid and certain have and how, how this was – kind of went about, but eventually my Rob Manford and the folks at Major League Baseball are going to have to step in. They're going to have to pay the freight, and then they're going to have to take the broadcast over, and probably they would probably have to make the money up that way. Um, they've got plenty of money, the league does, but, the, you know, this is why teams like the Yankees have their own network, because they didn't want to get into bed with some of these companies that were obviously losing money and have been losing money, and, it, you know, it, it, it makes no sense, and for the fans, you're right. I don't think, though, Garrett, when we get down to it, if you get to the trade deadline, don't I don't want to hear anybody say uh, from the organization that there's no way that we can pay, you know, pay our money or pay our bills or or go out and spend on a free agent or a, a player at the deadline to trade for. I don't see that happening. Um, it's not going to happen. I, I think the league will step in and, uh, and assure an organization that can be able to function. You know what I'm saying? Especially a winning team like the Guardians. So I think it's messy, but I think the league has got to step in. So, you know, you kind of you know beat me to the next question. Um, it, when you look at the other deals um, and you look at the other leagues um, and, and how football is structured and the way they are able to do their deals and the massive amounts of monies that they're putting in their coffers just for – from just the, the rights at all the games, and, I mean, it's everywhere. 
Uh, then you go out and look at basketball, and basketball is about to start their, I guess, their primetime season. NBA basketball is a great product. Um, you know, you get to see the best players. Guys are playing hard. And now you'll start to see them play basketball every single night. So they're squared away. Do you think Major League Baseball now has to rethink the way that they're distributing, the way they market? And will you see something uh, of an in-house effect where Major League Baseball says, well, let's go ahead and we're going to just put the games and and distribute them ourselves through Major League Baseball? Is that something that's viable for that many teams that may need need that uh, look or may need a platform to be on? Yeah, I think eventually they're going to have to do it. The problem is, is that you got the New York teams have their own networks. You know, the the Yes Network with the Yankees, they make a boatload of money. The Mets, being on SNY, make a ton of money. And so they're going to; those two organizations are going to go back to the league and go, "Wait a minute, you're taking over everything else and distributing it a different way. What about the plan, the deal we had in place where we were allowed to go out and do it ourselves? You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. So. They got to deal with the New York teams on that, and and look, those teams make so much money, and it really isn't fair, and it isn't equal when you look at how the Yankees can spend, the Mets can spend, and we can spend in Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh and other markets. So they've got an issue there, but they've got to take this over. And the other thing they've got to do, Garrett, is when they take it over, they've got to give it to the fans for free for a little while. They've got to lift these stupid blackouts. So if you're a White Sox fan living in Indianapolis, you can see your team play. You're not blacked out because they've got to lift that stuff for a little while and put some goodwill back to the fans. They're trying like hell right now with the new rules and with speeding up the game. They're trying. But now this blackout stuff is absolutely ridiculous. If you're a Guardians fan and you have to move to Columbus or Cincinnati, you can't get the games in or you want to stream them on your phone or on your on your laptop or, or your fire stick or whatever, you can't, can't see them because of the blackout. It's stupid. They've got to lift that and make it visible for everybody. Talking to Matt Darrier in the North Oklahoma City Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline uh, of the fan. And, 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 Matt, let me ask you this question really quickly. Um, Jackie Robinson Day, right? Um, obviously, yeah. it's such a such an integral part of what baseball is and, and the makeup and the DNA of what baseball is today. When you look at the... Uh, um, when you look at the African-American population and how many African-Americans are playing the game, I know Major League Baseball is trying like heck to revitalize and, and get people interested in the game in the inner cities. Um, you, what are your thoughts on on how does how does Major League Baseball reengage with the African American community um, to to you know raise the amount of interest and to raise the numbers of, of, of black players in the game? When I grew up. Baseball is the first sport I played. I played baseball till I was 12 years old. Never played another sport till I was a- after that. Um, you know, from the great players like a Griffey or a Frank Thomas or a Fred McGriff, all those guys, it, it seemed like there were more black stars playing back then than there are today. What What is something that Major League Baseball can do and is continuing to work on to, to raise the interest in the black community? Well, I mean, Garrett, one thing I, I don't think baseball does well is market any of their players or their stars. I mean, Mike Trout, Otani, they're buried out in L.A. with a bad Angels organization. Um, so I don't think that MLB is great at marketing their own guys, whether they're white, black, or whatever. Um, NFL is amazing at it. The NBA, 
while that product at times, and I know in Cleveland we're, you know, can't get, can't get, you know, you know we're so excited about this Knicks series and the Cavs are really fun. Um, but it, it, the NBA does a really good job despite some of the issues they're having uh, in marketing their players and getting them out there. And MLB and, NH, and the NHL, too, I don't think does it very well either. Um, what I like that MLB did recently was they partnered up, partnered up with Rob Parker and MLBbro.com, who, and Rob started this site a couple of years ago, uh, where they where they highlight African-American players. There's some really good black players out there. I mean, Mookie Betts mm-hmm. is incredible to watch. But, you know, for a lot of the fans in Cleveland, do you get to see Mookie Betts a lot? No, because the games are late at night. Uh, they've got to do a better job of marketing these players. And you're right, with Jackie Robinson Day, everybody wearing 42, I think is cool. And, and they do it, you know, that, that's cool, but they got to take it to the next level. There's got to be a push, I think, to get some of these personalities out there. Um, and, again, I think a lot of young African-American kids aren't playing the game because they don't see it. They're not sure where to, where, you know, where to, where to get it and find it. Whereas with the NBA, oh, my gosh, you know it's on TNT and you're going to want to watch Sir Charles and, and Kenny and all those guys and, and, uh, and Shaq at the half, at halftime and pregame. I mean, that's must-watch television inside the NBA. They're not on TNT, you know, they're on ESPN. Ask a young kid in any market and in any city where, you know, where they're going to watch their favorite team. Sometimes it takes a while to find, is this a TBS game? Is it an NBC game, FS1? You know, they have some games on ESPN, but I, I think it's, it's sometimes it's difficult to find for kids, and, and the game is slow. Now they're trying to speed it up. Hopefully that helps it out a little bit. Matt, thank you so much. Great stuff, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate you. Take your time out of your day on a Saturday to come on the fan with us, and I appreciate you. All right, brother. Great to talk to you. All right, man. Matt Derry, I tell you, man, one of the best. One of the best. He knows his stuff. Conversations fly. Make sure you check out Matt Derry. Follow him on Twitter as well. Great, great guy to talk to uh, about baseball. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.